Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N and Time, along with my co-host, Regular Steve. What's going on, player? Not much, man. Not much. Just a busy weekend of football. Yeah. Um, we also had some of our own fun, went to uh, Shade State Park. Yes, indeed. We all uh, uh, took the kids out there and uh, had some hiking fun. There's a lot of... Yeah. That's, that state park is really pretty. I've never been there before. No, I've definitely never been there. I've never been hiking before, but it is definitely in my lane. I loved it. I want to do it some more before this uh, winter hits and get this footwork together. <laughs> it, was some, it was a little treacherous trains out there. It wasn't bad, but being with the kids, we probably could have did a little more. But yeah. Kind of keep it light with them, so... I gotta be honest, that one spot in the nature preserve where we had to go up, it got real steep and it got a little sketchy and we got a little, got a little narrow on the yeah, side. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, that kind of got to me a little bit. I was a little scared. Uh, Kylie was like, yeah, Steven's staying behind to make sure everybody gets through. That's not what it was. <laughs> Steven was second guessing his decisions. Yeah, I was thinking maybe I want to just meet you guys on the bottom there, I'll just go back. <laughs> Oh, that was my favorite part right there. I was like, ooh, it's getting a little dicey up here. I like this. Now we really out here. Yeah. I actually had a, when I was laying in bed that night, mm-hmm. I started having these, I wasn't like fully asleep, mm-hmm. but I started having, I don't want to say nightmares or bad dreams because I wasn't fully asleep, but just having weird thoughts about like falling off of that specific spot yeah. and like, like just falling to my death and thinking to myself, why was I doing that? <laughs> why did I put myself in that position? <laughs> It wasn't even that serious. That thing was like four feet wide, but I mean, I mean, it was pretty skinny. I mean, you had to be on your p's and q's still. Yeah, you slip, you're you're done. Yeah, it's just gonna be a bad look. (laughs) But uh, yeah, today's show we got a packed show. Got a few things we're gonna try out today. Um, We're gonna go around the league, obviously, give you some news. Then we got a few new awards and game of the week segment, and then we're gonna talk about our team in depth like always. But like normal, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Follow, like, share, subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please. And let's get on with the show, man. Let's get into some of these scores around the league. Yep. Uh, From some of the early games, um, we had uh, 49ers taking care of the Bengals 41-17. Slapped. Slapped them. G-Wop got busy a little bit. Finally got his groove. They yep. put all the yards on them. Almost 600 yards on the Bengals. Yeah, not real sure what to make of the 49ers right now. Not sure. I mean, they've, they've beaten Tampa and Cincinnati. So, you know, hey, what do we say about the teams that beat bad teams? That's what you're supposed to do so if you're a good team. But also when a bunch of bad teams play, someone's got to win those games. So we'll yep. see what happens with the 49ers. I'm not buying into it right now. Not yet. Um, but, you know, obviously way too early. There's been a lot of teams that have gotten off the 2-0 starts and, you know, not made the playoffs and had horrible seasons, actually. So right, right. we'll see what happens. But, you know, you still got to pat them on the back a little bit. They're going out and taking care of business. So. Of course. Um, you had the, uh, the uh, <laughs> oh, man, the New England Patriots, uh, 43-0 over the Dolphins. Patriots. Uh, AB got a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> yep. Farting in doctor's faces. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is on something else. Yeah, but yeah, that was not a game. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Uh, we had Lions 13-10 over the Chargers. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Chargers. 
they're probably walking on ankles right now. They shot both of their feet. Foot, feet? 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 Foot? Foot or foots, feet. Both or things feet. that they walk on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get two turn, uh, two, uh, let's see, let me see. Hold on, hold on. I got this because I was amazed. They had two touchdowns called back on penalties. Then they get a penalty on Detroit to get them on the one. And then they fumble on the one. And then you throw an interception in the end zone. All things that count as getting a loss. Two missed field goals. Go home. Think about it. <laughs> yep. Then you had uh, in the uh, NFC North there, the Packers kind of getting off to the best start of any of the teams. You got two wins. They they take care of the Vikings 21-16. Yep. Uh, so that's two early wins against Divisional. the division for yeah. the Packers. Which yeah. Isn't good for anybody in the division, but obviously still early, but you couldn't ask for a better start if you're Green Bay. Yeah, I found a way to make that interesting. They were up 21-0, and turned my head, looked back, and it's a game, actually. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Colts, despite Adam Vinteri uh, continuing to miss kicks, I think he missed an extra point. Yeah. Uh, he had the Colts go into Nashville and take care of the Titans 19-17. Shout out Jacoby. He was getting busy out there. A lot of low yardage in that game, but still, he yeah. got out there he had and got three the touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton with a touchdown catch. I mm-hmm. uh, love to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, then you had the uh, Buffalo Bills, as predicted on this show, going in and taking care of the Giants. Because anybody can be the And Giants. claiming <laughs> the rightful throne to the state of New York. Yeah. Josh Allen did look good, though. I mean, it's hard to say look good when you're talking about going against the Giants, but... He was out there putting in a little work. I liked what I saw. Yeah. So Bills again, same thing. Two and zero. Let's see when you're not playing the Jets and the Giants, what it looks like. Right. But again, can't get off to a better start than two and zero. You can only beat who you play. Right. Uh, you know, obviously we'll touch on our games later, but just a quick score here: 28-26 Seahawks over the Steelers. Yeah. All bad in that game. All bad. No we'll words. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Cowboys go into the nation's capital and take care of the Redskins 31-21. They look good. They looking pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I'm almost to the point of put, putting them in the Super Bowl out the NFC. No. <laughs> almost. No. I need to see Trubisky do something. Hey. Well, again, they've played the Giants and the Redskins. So Very true. Very let's, true. Let's see. Very true. Let's Very true. See. I mean, yes, they're taking care of business. They're looking really good, but let's just see. Let's yeah. just see. Uh, then you had the Ravens uh, continuing. They won the Battle of the Birds 23-17 over the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, that boy Lamar. Yep. That boy Lamar. Yep. It's scary. It's very scary. I wrote down Lamar, dynamic, accurate, speed. That offense is scary. What yeah. do you do if you're on the defense side and you got? I'm not sure because about three different three things. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you watch. You know, I watch the Bears run all these RPOs, and it's like, well, what the hell is that doing? Trubisky can run, but like, what if you have to defend and Lamar Jackson's running the RPO? Yeah. That's a legit threat when to run. Quarterback is the fastest guy on the field. That's dangerous as hell. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Like you know, we've talked about this. I, I've. Root for Lamar Jackson because he was so. I mean, everyone doubted, and, and you know, for whatever reason, you get you know you get labeled as the running quarterback. And you know, I watched him at Louisville. You could see the arm strength, the arm accuracy was always going to be a question. But you start watching him now, and it's and from what I heard during that game, everybody loves him. The guys rally around him. You got veterans on that team that just rally around him. Harbaugh loves him. Mm-hmm. Defensive coordinator loves him. 
He just seems to have that, you know, that factor that we talk about where you can't really quantify it. It's just the it, you have that factor or not. Um, he seems to have that, and it seems to be going a long way with that football team. It's a long season, but if he maintains this, he will be in the running of the MVP with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And those two uh, play next week. That's going to be. Might as well mark it up. Yeah, game of, game the, of week. the week. Game of the week. Game right of the week. There. There's a couple of them next week. It's going to be pretty good. We'll talk about them more on the later episode. But yeah, that, that should be an exciting one for sure. Absolutely. Uh, then you had uh, the Jaguars going for two at the end of the game. Didn't get it. The Texans take that win 13 12 over Jacksonville. Looks like they might lose twice in one day because they might lose their star cornerback, too. Yeah. That <laughs> argument was pretty heated. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I didn't actually. Well, I seen it, but I, I found out later what it was actually about. Apparently, he was telling the coach they should challenge uh, the catch by DeAndre Hopkins, and he didn't. So that's why he kind of blew up, and he was actually right. So obviously, this has been bubbling for a while. When your team is trash, you just don't. You know, it's not good energy in the building. Yeah. And your best quarterback gets hurt first game. It's all bad. Yeah, but that cup is not too bad. <laughs> no, he's 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 got some stuff going on. I think he's good. I think he's gonna be good. Minshew. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't do bad at all. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. He got secured the ball though. He fumbled three times that game. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, then we got the Chiefs taking care of the Raiders, 28 to 10, uh, proving why you don't listen to me when it comes to spreads. I said the seven was probably a good spread, and it wasn't. Uh, so Chiefs take care of business there. Um, last time the Chiefs were playing the Coliseum. Uh, then you had the Rams and the Saints uh, out in Los Angeles. Uh, Rams take care of business 27 to 9. Yeah. Uh, some questionable things in that game. Uh, a couple calls, and then obviously Drew Brees going down with the phone. Uh, yeah, I guess later you can explain me to, to me what happened. I heard about that, but the Drew Brees thing is the big thing that came out of that. Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, we'll see. You get your chance. Yes, you do. Yep. Maybe a lot of Tayshawn Hill, too, though. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably use both of them. Um, the thing that happened in that game, uh, Goff went back to pass. Uh, got the ball hit out of his hands. It was clearly a fumble. Um, they ended up saying it was a forward. They blew the whistle dead, mm. saying it was incomplete. Well, Cameron Jordan had picked the ball up yeah, and ran scored. back for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. But since they blew the play dead, yeah. nothing happened. Mm. So they couldn't, you know, the referees got to let some of these plays just, you got to let them go. Right. So that if a team wants to challenge or you end up wrong, the result would stand because it cost the Saints a touchdown. Right. Um, and it wasn't like one of those where, you know, they've been blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle, and dude runs back for, you know, and he just keeps running like no one's chasing him. Mm -hmm. It was legit. Touch, I mean, it was it like was the play was still going. It seemed like it was in natural, you know. Right. And it just, yeah, the refs guys, they got to cut that out. Um, then you had the Bears uh, beating the Broncos 16-14, and we'll get into that a lot more later, obviously. Yes, um, but that's, uh, that's a nice result for me. Uh, then you had the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the, the Falcons taking care of the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, uh, 24-20. Julio Jones, nice game. Oh, did you see how how fast he was running? Yeah, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Cordell Patterson on his 50 or 45 yard run against the Broncos got clocked at 22. Yeah, they said that's the fastest run of anyone. Lord. <laughs> of anyone. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's fast. That's, that's stupid fast. <laughs> Especially you got pads on. I don't yeah. know if anybody's ever put the pads on, but it's not like running free. 
So, I mean, for those guys, it's a little easier because they're so big and strong. But, all right, all right. you know, it's not light. So, yeah. And then uh, Monday Night Football, uh, you had the Browns taking care of the Jets. Jets are done. Yeah. Jets are done. Their backup quarterback gets hurt. Uh, Trevor Simeon, he's out. They're, they're, they're yeah, they're uh, gonna be lucky to win games this year. I feel so sorry for Le'Veon. I do. I mean, I do and I don't. You were on a good team. You were kind of arguing over like a few million dollars. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> you're gonna get to wallow in, in, in horseshit season. Wasn't that far apart, and you take kind of a, a okay deal, I guess on a team that you knew wasn't going to be that good in the first place. You were going to get a lot of touches, probably get hurt at some point. Now you're going to get all the touches because they were not letting that guy, what's his name? There you Falk. go. The backup, the backup, backup. <laughs> the backup Falk. to the backup, the scout I know, team quarterback. I don't quarterback. know what his name is. I don't know. It's Falk, but it's F-A-L-K. I don't know. I've never heard of him. I mean, it, it was horrible. When I saw him come in, I was like, okay. Are they going to at least let him throw? No. They let, gave the ball to Le'Veon like seven times in a row. And then when they actually let him throw, it was straight screen passes. And eventually, I think he threw one. I stopped watching the game after halftime, right at halftime, but threw one pass and the receiver dropped it. So. Is this a scenario? Uh, I don't think I said the score, but Browns 23-3. Odell Beckham, nice game. Uh, is this a scenario with the Jets where you're looking and thinking – do you at least bring Kaepernick in for a workout just to see what he looks like? New York City seems like the type of city that could handle that. You might have a little more support for kind of what his stance was as opposed to like certain parts of the country where it might not go over so well if a team brings a guy like that in. You're down to your third string quarterback. You're telling me that Kaepernick can't get a workout? You can't bring him in for a workout? Is it really just, they're just really not gonna look at this dude? Oh, man. I mean, come I mean, on. First of all, yeah, as just purely off quarterbacking, yes, he should definitely come in. But when you bring somebody in this, like at this point in the season, it's still going to be, you know, they're not going to be that good anyways. They're not going to know anything in the playbook. It's going to take a while for that to happen. I mean, he should of course he should not. be he should definitely be on a roster, period. But you're telling me this Falk dude, just because yeah, he knows the trash. playbook, he's going to know the playbook. You're a third-string <laughs> quarterback for a reason. You can know the playbook, not know the playbook. It doesn't really matter. You stink. Oh, man. This, I, mean, I mean, come on. Listen, if I was the owner, I would definitely put him on my team. Even if it's for the publicity, it's not going to be actually that bad of publicity. He's going to get a lot of support. You already know the community that's going to support him. Right. You know, so that's a good look for, like you said, New York. And then, yeah, at least your team is relevant for some period of time. Right now. It gives your fans a reason yeah. to go to the games. Because right Nobody now you're looking at going, I'm not going. Even the fans who have tickets right now are trying to sell them probably. Yeah. They're trying to get rid of him. And, so. and, you know, Darnold's out for, what did they say? It could be like six weeks or whatever. But, like, by then your season's over. I mean, your season's yeah. done. Yeah. You may as well bring this dude in, give him a look. Just at least get him a workout. I mean, there's other teams around the league. I don't understand how they couldn't. It just doesn't make any sense It to makes me. No, no sense. Blackballed. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Literally blackballed. I mean, like we've talked about, you know, off air, right? you know, there are certain markets where – I, we might live in one of them where yeah. uh, it, it just wouldn't work from the PR standpoint. Right. Uh, just you might get too big of a backlash. 
Um, but there are areas in this country where it would yeah, New York presumably go okay. You'd think New York is one of them. Um, so, Atlanta. you know, yeah. Like that, yeah. Yes, there's, yeah. there's certain places where it, it would. There's no reason he shouldn't get a look to answer your question. At right. least a look. He should be coming in to get a workout. And I bet he's in tip top shape. I don't think his condition is any issue. The conditioning would wouldn't be the thing I've heard about him is seeing the videos is uh, he looks more like he's been running cross country as opposed to like cross training for football. So he's probably he's thin. Up he's a lost. Bit. It looks like the weight's down. Um, I mean, what, how so tall what is he? Like the, six three, six four? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know he's it's been too long since he's been in the league. I, I just forget anything about. I mean, it could be that, but. You have to change the entire offense for him, but it could be a dynamic situation when you have a Le'Veon Bell back there. Yeah, kind of the because well, you get situation. the RPO situation yeah. going again. Same thing we just talked about with Lamar Jackson. You yeah. just, you know, if you can uh, have open receivers, it's this is the thing we're seeing with Trubisky that, like, he's not able to. Like, you got to have guys that are really open. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the same with a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, you're not talking. Everybody's not Aaron Rodgers going to fit the ball into. You know, a paper bag from you know forty yards away. Right, right, right. Like sometimes you got to be able to find ways to get receivers open, and and then your quarterbacks can make some plays. And Kaepernick will probably fall into that same category. So probably it'll be interesting if it's not going to be with a team like the Jets or you know some of these other teams that are starting to have their quarterbacks go down, Jacksonville, things like that. Um, it, it's just it's not. I mean, I think we can after this season. It seems like maybe we can just write that off and people can stop talking about it. Right. Because. <laughs> There's plenty of scenarios where it would make sense, and if it's, it's just not happening, so. Absolutely. All right, we want to get into a couple newsworthy things before we go to break? Yep, 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 yep. All yep. right. So as we mentioned, uh, Drew Brees suffered a thumb injury, and he's uh, going to have surgery. I think they said he's out for at least six weeks. Yeah, at least at least six weeks. At least six weeks. Um, probably be seven or eight. I'm hoping because I put him out for the Bears game. <laughs> I feel sorry for Breeze. I don't want that guy to be hurt, but like I don't want him to come back against the Bears. So that's like week six or whatever. Um, so he should be out still around that time. So uh, hopefully no fast healing. Yeah. But I hope he does heal and get back. Just not against the Bears. Right. <laughs> cool. And I'd like for them to take some losses in the meantime so that they can kind of, you know, get down on the, if they're going to make the playoffs, kind of have them down the, the ladder a little bit so we can, you know, yes. have our seating. I say that stuff quietly. We in, <laughs> we in Purdue country over here, man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, Big Ben. Yeah. Out for the season. Uh, something wrong with his elbow. I yep. don't know. Did they specify? I just know he needs surgery. Uh, I he keep hearing it. Yeah, I keep hearing <laughs> some li- Right, right, right. Some ligament issues. Yeah. Keep hearing the Tommy John thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a big blow. I'll get into it later. I'm not actually all that sad, but we'll get into that later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the, I forget who it was, but some dude on the Steelers was saying, Ben was talking about after week one, having he was having a lot of tightness in his forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually the precursor. That's how you usually know something's coming with the elbow. Okay. Um, that have with pitchers. That's the biggest thing. Uh, when they have forearm tightness, uh, it's you shut them down. And if it's if it leads to a surgery, a surgery, or if it's something that's just inflammation. But um, usually, when it leads to surgery, it's usually the Tommy, Tommy John, Tommy John, Tommy John. Okay. So reconstructive surgery on the elbow. So not not good. But yeah, like you said. 
Yeah. You know, you might not be a sad, but I think I kind of know why. Um, but yeah, it's still a big deal regardless. You it know, is a big about deal. All of a sudden, the Steelers are sitting there at 0 and 2, and their franchise quarterback is out for the season. So, yeah, um, big deal. I guess just coming over the way uh, the wire, Daniel Jones has been announced as the starter for week three for the Giants. Uh, we all knew this was going to come some point of the season. Uh, yeah, should have just started him from the beginning, really. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, because uh, they kept saying, well, when they make this transition, it'll basically be Eli Manning is done. And it sounded like he didn't want to play anywhere else. So. Is he cool just the rest of the season being the backup quarterback and mentoring this quarterback and then he's going to retire? Or that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, they were really concerned about, you know, you have a quarterback like that that's been with the franchise forever, won a couple right. Super Bowls. Right. You want to be able to have him be able to kind of go out on his own terms. I wouldn't guess this is his own terms. So it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, how does that guy, how, how does this play out in New York with Eli? Oh, man. So Eli, Eli yeah. is out. Eli is out. Uh, yeah. If I was him, I, I would finish out the season as a backup. Give all the, the knowledge and wisdom that I have to Mr. DJ. And then uh, pack my bags and go. Leave a new, new spot for somebody else to come up and get a job. Yeah. You'd have made all the money. You used two, touch, uh, two Super Bowls. You and can't do anymore. It's pretty obvious <laughs> you're not playing at a high level. Anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. So. For many seasons. Yeah. So uh, um, Some yeah. other news uh, on the Steelers, though. Minka Fitzpatrick uh, wanted out of Miami. Uh, he was a first-round pick. I think he was the 11th choice in the uh, 2018 draft, yeah, I think. Yeah, last year. Last yeah, year, last sure. year. So he's in his second year. Uh, wanted out of Miami. Uh, Steelers traded first-round pick and I think a couple other picks. But the big one is the first-rounder for next yeah. year. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, me neither. Because you might have needed that uh, first-round yeah. pick next year if you... Wanted you... to get a quarterback. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, look, uh, these... Roethlisberger's 38, man. You used to have a reconstructive uh, surgery on your elbow. Yeah. You know, this could be one of those things that, you know, he said he wants to come back and play. Well, you can say that whatever you want. But are you going to be able to? Yeah. That's the question. It is Mason Rudolph, you know, you have a year to see what he is. And then, but if you get to the end of that year and you realize that guy's not the answer, yeah, and, then you're, and then you're worried about Roethlisberger being the guy, man, that first round pick could have been a high pick if things, you know, because if Rudolph turns out to be like, well, that's not the guy, that probably means you guys maybe didn't win very many games. That could have been a high pick. Yeah. And yeah. then... You're looking at kind of kicking yourself in the ass because you traded for a cornerback who, you know, whatever, well, didn't, didn't want to play safety. Now he wants to, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know much about Mr. Fitzpatrick. Um, I listened to a couple people talk about him. Uh, as far as the consensus on him, they keep saying he's better than anybody that's in la uh, this coming draft or anybody in college right now. So I'll take that. But the same concern is, what if we do absolutely stink up the joint, you know, win three, four, five games, and we're in position to have a, you know, anywhere from, say, three to six or seven pick. We want to restock with a quarterback. But I think the Steelers are looking at it as, 
we know Ben is coming back. That's what they think. You know? <laughs> they're thinking That's they what they're thinking. Uh, I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say sure. I'm, I'm going to go into this thinking that their doctors kind of reassured that at least arm health, he'll be fine once the surgery and all the rehab is done. The problem is Ben sucked before he got hurt. Right. Threw six quarters, I think he threw for uh, 600 yards or something. No touchdowns, an INT, and he's just looking he's looking pedestrian as hell, to be honest. So I don't know if that's just a, a function of him not practicing a lot because he's he's great for not practicing. It's just, <laughs> he, get, he gets a day off a week for sure. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm iffy on the pick, but it could, could benefit us. You know, our defense is not great right now, so – any help we can get on the defensive side, I'll take it, though. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take it, but it's still, we'll see. That's one of those, again, you just have to wait and see. Yeah. Wait and yeah. see. The only so. thing we can control is what's going on now. Can't worry about the future, I guess. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for at least the big news uh, going around the league. Yep. All right. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get into our game of the week and a few awards that we want to give out for some uh, outstanding play for the weekend. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. All right, we got a few segments to get into. Some new fresh stuff. First, we're going to get into our game of the week. Regular Steven, what is the game of the week, week two? Well... Without being biased, you know, <laughs> just the ending was so crazy. I had to go Bears-Broncos Yes. Um, because of the way it ended. Right. So, Broncos score a touchdown with 31 seconds to go. It's now a Bears lead of 13 to 12. Yep. Fangio, ballsy, decides he wants to go for two. Well, they get a delay of game. Yeah. Moves them back. So now he's going to kick the extra point. Okay, so they kicked the extra point. Missed it right. Missed. Everyone's excited. But we all saw on the right side, Bears jump off sides. Off sides. <laughs> <laughs> the swing of emotions. So now he gets to redo and choose where he wants to be. So he moves it back up and he says, fuck it, I'm going for two again. It was the yeah. same formation, everything. He had a play that they wanted to run bad. So they go for two, and I'll be damned if they don't get it. Good. Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> but we all know you can't leave 31 seconds on the clock for a Trubisky. No, you can't. <laughs> AKA Drew, Drew Brees Jr. <laughs> so with the aid of one horrible roughing the passer call. I was going to tell you that was some bullshit. But the Bears got one of those called on them earlier in the game. Okay. That was also bullshit. So I feel like those kind of evened each other out. But but <laughs> that definitely helped. And then on fourth and 15, 25-yard pass. Trubisky does a good job, steps up in the pocket, gets rid of it right before he gets to the line of scrimmage, hits Allen Robinson over the middle. Allen Robinson, I don't know what the hell he, he was, was doing. about to start running. You go down. <laughs> Why didn't you go down he right was away? About to start running. So he gets down. You see him get down with one second, but you don't know if they're going to grant him that timeout. You know someone's yelling timeout somewhere. But anyways, they decide that they did have timeout called with one second left. 
Eddie Pinero comes out with a chance from 53 yards and drills it. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Eddie money. Hey, it's a breath of fresh air when you're getting kicks made in Chicago. Yep, so that's your game of the week. <laughs> Next award for the outstanding running back, we call this the run, Ricky Run. Absolutely. And it's got to go to Zeke Elliott. 23 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Um, kind of starting to seem like he's one of those that's the last of a dying breed. The 20 yard or the 20 uh, carrier game running back is kind of dying. And he's one of them. So he takes that workload, has a great game, uh, 23 for 111. Old, kind of an old school stat line at this point. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then the one touchdown. So Zeke Elliott, you are the first recipient of the run, Ricky Run. Congratulations, congratulations. Um, next award, the Outstanding Wide Receiver Award, AKA the Heinz A Award. <laughs> Heinz A Award. Heinz A Award. <laughs> I like that, that's one of my guys right there. Yep, Captain yep. Smile. Uh, and this is gonna go to the Chiefs, Demarcus Robinson. Six catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. There were some other solid candidates, but when you get the, the six for 172 and two touchdowns, yeah. Balling. Exactly. So Balling. the two touchdowns is what set him over the top. Yeah. Um, so Demarcus Robinson, you are the first recipient and congratulations with the Heinz Award. <laughs> and last but not least, our final reward for uh, the QB is the QB1. Who is that? What's up, Holmes? Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. 30 of 44, 443, and four touchdowns. It seems like he just wakes up and does that in his sleep. Yeah. Like this dude just rolls out of bed and is going to throw for 400 and four touchdowns every week. Great <laughs> cash, homie. Just, it's, uh, this is what Trubisky, this is what the Bears offense is supposed to look like. Anyways, Mahomes, I'm sure we'll be saying, I'm sure we'll be saying this a lot more this year. Patrick Mahomes, congratulations. You are the first recipient of the QB1 Award. Congratulations to all our first annual recipients. Recipients. Yep. Recipients. <laughs> this wouldn't be annual, though. We'll just weekly. Yeah. Weekly recipients. Um, yeah, we're just trying out some new stuff. I like it, though. Yeah. So get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, do have, we do have another, another new segment we want to try out here. Yes, indeed. We call this the say what? <laughs> this is for some interesting things we saw in the games. Uh, maybe crazy stat lines, yeah. crazy outcomes, crazy. Uh, just the general things we find to be crazy that make you go what? What? So let's kick it off. Kick it. Patrick Mahomes, 278 yards passing in the second quarter, not through the second quarter, in yeah. the second quarter. 278 passing yards in one quarter. Say. That is a record. Say. What? Lamar Jackson, nice stat line. Keep proving them wrong. 23, 24 of 37 for 272 and a touchdown, plus 16 carries for 120. That's sick. Say. What? Kyler Murray, 349 passing yards. You're the second quarterback ever to start a career with two 300-yard games. <laughs> Say what? 
And after blowing an 18 point lead in the fourth quarter versus Arizona last week, the Detroit Lions get the most surprising outcome that I could find, beating the Chargers 13 to 10 at home. Say what? The New England Patriots have allowed three points through the first two games. Say what? <laughs> And some interesting stats here. Andrew Luck, it took him 48 games to reach 100 sacks. Ben Roethlisberger, 40 games to reach 99. Guess what? Deshaun Watson's got them all beat. It's taken him 25 games to reach 91 sacks. Say what? Ooh, and Dante Moncrief. Ooh. 11 targets through two games with five drops, three catches, and seven yards. Say. What? <laughs> Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. I want winners. <laughs> I want people that want to win. <laughs> the worst hands I've ever heard of. You bet. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All right, that was a segment we love to call Say What? <laughs> and we're gonna always have fun doing that one. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. All right, man, let's go to break. We're gonna come back with our Upon Further Review where we break down our two teams in greater detail. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Don't lie. Now it's time to dive deeply into our own team's games. We call this segment Upon Further Review. Regular Steven, how about them Bears? Well, upon further review, aside from the win, I'm a little concerned. Let's break it down a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> Bears do get the win. Obviously, we talked about it in our game of the week. Uh, did everything they could to give that game away. Yes. And I blame the offense. Defense was on the field entirely too much towards the end of the game. They were clearly gassed. Um, you know, that that atmosphere, you know, that thin air up in uh, Mile High, it was affecting them towards the end of the game, you could really tell. Um, you know, you look at uh, total plays, Broncos ran 76 plays, the Bears ran 56. So just too much time on the field. The time of possession wasn't as stark of a contrast. I think it was only five more minutes for the, for the Broncos. But I feel like that was very tilted in the second half. I think in the second half, the proportion would have been a lot different. I think the, it just seemed like the Broncos were on the field for long drives the last quarter of the game. Anyways, Bears defense, I thought, played pretty well, uh, all things considered, um, without the offense doing really anything. Um, you know, Matt got his first sack, um, so that was nice to see. Kyle Fuller. Uh, Bears first their first turnover of the season. Kyle Fuller, big interception uh, down in the red zone. Um, so that was pretty big. Um, I guess just the things that I wanted to see, you know, we said the keys of the game last week. Uh, was there more balance? Yes, there was. There was more balance, just not successful balance. Um, 120 yards passing, 153 yards rushing on the game. Um, pretty balanced, just not much production. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line, did they play better? Um, I would say yes, they did. 
Uh, didn't give up any sacks, I don't believe. Um, running game, they kind of stuck with it. I mean, you do have Chubb and, and Von Miller, and you know, they, they got some guys that can cause some problems, and I think part of this, just sticking with the run game so much, which they didn't do. I think they were just making a point to do that, and also that kind of keeps uh, those two edge rushers from being able to kind of go off and really affect the game. Um, so in that, you know, to that sense, they, they did a good job of, uh, you know, there. Um, they did have one big run, Cordell Patterson, 45 yards. Other than that, you know, it just wasn't, just wasn't much there. They just weren't able to break off any chunks. Um, did Montgomery get more involved in the game? Yes, he did. Uh, 18 carries for 62, uh, 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did have one catch for seven yards, uh, so marginal. Um, but he was more involved. It just, they just couldn't get the production. Um, did <laughs> did they call holding on whoever was blocking Cleo Mack? Yes, they did. They did? Yes, they did. <laughs> one dude on the Broncos, number 72, they were joking about it during the broadcast, but one 70, <laughs> 72, I forget his name, but he got called for like four or five holding calls. Uh, it was ugly. But uh, <laughs> they said going back to like last year and this year, he's had like so many holding calls. I'm not sure how he still has a job. It's hard to find linemen, but man, that dude holds a lot. Um, so yes, they did. Uh, my other key to the game was Trubisky looking more confident. Um, and for whatever reason, I, I, I'm not gonna say yes, he did, but he didn't look worse. Um, the passing game just looks really bad right now. Um, for whatever reason, I'm not able right now to discern whether it's play calling or Trubisky or a combination or if Trubisky's not confident because of the play calling. It doesn't seem to be a lot open. He is missing some throws. But it's hard to tell what's what's the cause for his just... I'm not sure. I don't have a real good feel for it right now. I can't tell if it's play calling or if it's Trubisky or both. I just can't tell. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't get the chance to watch this game. I saw the highlights. Didn't seem like he was doing a lot down the field. It was a lot of... You know, third, fourth option app. He's open on the sideline or dump it to the running back or stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I really don't know. I wish we were privy to the all 22 uh, footage. Um, like I said, I listen to podcasts, uh, Stiller's podcast, and they kind of tell tell the full story uh, with that footage. It shows all angles to see if there really were receivers open or stuff like that. It's kind of hard to tell. But whatever the case is, it's just not looking good. No. You have all the weapons. but Yeah, there's a lot of weapons. There's a lot of speed out there. Tariq Cohen, six touches. Um, you know, Taylor Gabriel, one carry for 11 yards. Anthony Miller, which was a wide receiver they took last year in the second round. A uh, lot of promise. One catch. Uh, he was only targeted like two times last week. So they have all the weapons. They have a lot of speed. Having a hard time figuring out how to get them involved. And part of that is just is just putting drives together. They're just not putting drives together. Too many three and outs, too many, you know, maybe one first down and out. Um, just not sustaining drives and it's not helping the defense at all. And just, you know, not good. Trubisky through the first two games is 42 of 72. That's 58% completion percentage. That's not good. That's definitely And for 348 yards and one interception. So no touchdown passes through the first two weeks. You know, one interception, you take that, you know, that's fine. But to me, that's maybe just also a sign. He's just playing it so safe. Not taking any chances. Um, 
but just as a result, we're not moving the ball. We're just not moving the ball enough. Defense did everything it had to do. You know, I feel really good coming out of there with the win. You're up 13 to three in the fourth quarter. You find a way to be in a position where you have to even, you know, kick a field goal to win a game with one second on the clock is not good. You got to close games down, but we already discussed this. The defense is on the field too long. They just were out of breath. You could see it. Broncos were starting to move the ball. You know, you come out of there with the win, though. You go on the road, come out of there with the win. Broncos were 19 and one in season openers uh, at home in the last 20 years. So, yeah. you know, obviously a tough place to go in September when it's 90 some degrees or whatever it was. It's hot, thin air. But yeah, you come out with the win. But yeah, moving forward, a little concerned. A little concerned now at this point. Um, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think Broncos actually a bad team, to be honest. I've, they're kind of suffering the same issues that you are, kind of figuring out what works for them on offense. They have weapons also, so and their defense is not bad at all. So you take that with a grain of salt, maybe, but they'll work it out. I have faith in them. They'll figure out something, whether it's going to more RPO stuff or I don't I have no idea. I need to dive into the game, but like I said last, I couldn't watch this one, so I didn't get to watch every snap and all that. Yeah. But so we'll know more. We'll I think the more. biggest thing, uh, obviously, we'll touch week. on the keys of the game. But this week, they got the Redskins on Monday Night Football. Okay. It's in D.C., but you're playing the Redskins. If the offense can't get anything going against the Redskins, I think now you have a serious case of, uh, you know, legitimate reason to be concerned. Yeah. So moving forward, you know, you're facing your old coordinator in Fangio in Denver. Whatever. But get the win. Let's move forward. Take the wins when you can get them. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the game left me feeling a little conflicted. I was happy. Okay, we take this thing 13 to 3, whatever. Right. Fine. But then you, you know, <laughs> Fangio with the ballsy call going for two. It's like, man, this dude's really going for two. So, I don't know. You know, just whatever. Coming come away feeling conflicted, but just happy to have a win. Happy to have a kicker that can make some damn field That's balls. what I was about to say. I don't think anybody's ever been happier about a kicker. No, not ever. Not ever. Going through what they went through last year, to have him come out and be able to do that yeah. was such a cool moment because it was like, <laughs> it just felt so good. They chose this guy. He won the competition. You know, just come out and prove it. Yeah. You just won a game for this franchise on your leg. You had three field goals in the game, uh, 40, 52, and 53, and the 53-yarder becomes the game winner. So, you know, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, good luck to them boys, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm still nervous about Trubisky, but we're going to find out either way. This next week is a big test. and it, it, They're really not a big test, but, you know, three weeks in, you should at least start rounding out into what you desire to be. Because the schedule gets harder after that. You got to get going. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, his, then you got the Vikings, you know, so they, they got to get it going here. You're going to start looking at some games going – Eh, I'm not sure if this is going to work out the way I thought it was. But they're not there yet. Just got to get it going. So, all right. Now let's get sad. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not going to be too sad about this. I'm going to try not to be. It's sad, but listen, the Steelers are dead in the water right now. <laughs> Pretty dead in the water. Uh, they lose to Seattle at home 28 to 26. In a game that was much closer than it felt like, put it that way. Um, 
a lot of things happen. Obviously, Ben's get, Ben gets hurt. Uh, second quarter, he's hurt. Uh, were you talking off air or on air before saying he came out of first, uh, the Patriot game? Yeah, with stiffness in the forearm. Yeah, I think we were off air when we said Pretty that. good indicator something's about to happen. Yeah, so he Especially probably came in the football. game somewhat hurt already. Yeah. But either way, he had no impact. He went three and out, I think, his first three drives. No no semblance of an offense at all. So, <clears throat> him going out, at least for this game in particular, was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds horrible when you're talking about a future Hall of Fame. Right. That's just terrible. Okay, so, uh, also, James Conner gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Suffers a knee, a little something-something. Uh, read a report that he's actually okay, so whatever happened, maybe a little bruise or something. Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so many things. This game was about mistakes. That's really what it was. It was all about mistakes. Mason Rudolph comes in. We finally see an offense that's actually moving up and down the field. Um, we score. Uh, obviously, we come out with 26 points. The defense are getting turnovers, something that we preached the entire last season. We have to get turnovers, turnovers. Yeah, our defense is not as horrible as it looked. But we never get turnovers. We were last in the league. Yeah. So if you get two turnovers against Russell Wilson and you win the turnover battle, those games you expect to win. Obviously, we didn't. But um, Mason Rudolph comes in 12 for 19, throws two touchdowns. Beautiful. We feel like we're in the game a little bit. But then we get all these costly mistakes. After shutting Russell West, uh, Russell Westbrook, he was crossing us <laughs> over out there. He was crossover. Over. No. <laughs> Russell Wilson, we sacked him like four times in the first half, just blowing his doors off. They managed to score ten points, whatever. But so the first time we get a dumb mistake, the the Seahawks come down, they're in position to kick a field goal. Cool, we'll settle for that. We get a rough in the center penalty. They turned that into seven points. <laughs> I was pissed after that one because we were getting a little momentum going. Cool. Then uh, I think the next possession, we allow them to run for a 37-yard touchdown. And the reason why that's significant is because if you are a left tack, uh, left outside uh, damn, linebacker, your first thing is you're supposed to contain on the run, right? Yes. You don't let anybody go outside of you. So what do we do? Make the most rookie mistake. And it was so blatantly obvious. The first thing that the announcer said, and I said, oh, he lost contain. Was nobody there on the other side. Runs for 37 yards. And then, second half, uh, we were, uh, I think it was third and 16. We were still ahead at this point. No, no, no. We were behind one score. Excuse me. Behind one score. Russell Wilson escapes the pocket a little bit throws a deep pass and we get a PI called on us. Now they didn't call it on the field. <laughs> the flag came out. And I had forgot that you can challenge that. Yeah. So as soon as I saw the flag, I was like, oh no. The new rules come back to bite us. And it was blatant. Come on, dude. If somebody grabs you with two hands across your shirt, you can't do nothing about it. Nothing. Come on. Dude. That's a flag. Yep. I was like, damn. We caught. And then the last thing is, after we get our second turnover, uh, we scored and made it 26, 
uh, 26-28, so we were we had an opportunity to get them off the field and have the ball back for one more try. Third and 16. Russell Wilson, oh, God, Russell Wilson, he's pretty known for his legs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as, as a defender, as a defensive uh, uh, coordinator, you have somebody spy that guy, right? Yep. What player would you have spy him? Bush. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My guy, I appreciate you saying that, right? First of all, yeah, we drafted Bush. They had Bud Dupree, a right outside linebacker, be the spy. Think he about usually that. lines up with his hand on the ground. Yes. A spy on the right side doing a stunt. So they're expecting him to come across and fill the gap that's, you know, fill those mm-hmm. empty gaps. Mm-hmm. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. You drafted a guy, you traded a guy, traded a pick to move up to get a guy who's known for his speed, his range, and be able to cover pretty much anybody except a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. That's the guy you should have spy. So, none less to say, Russell Wilson runs for 15 of those 16 yards and sets up a fourth and one and seals the deal. You know, one rush, the rest is kneel downs. As a spectator, I shouldn't be smarter than the D coordinator. No. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to, shouldn't be a thing. I don't understand some of these things. I just don't get it, man. So... So many things happen in this game. Dante Moncrief. <laughs> Mason Rudolph threw a beautiful, beautiful back shoulder pass. Hits him dead in his hands. Diamond shape. Catch the ball. Somehow this ball goes through his hands, bounces off his helmet, <laughs> and an interception. He looks at it, just turns and jogs to the <laughs> jogs to the the bench, he never sees the field again. Something wrong with my hands. Dante Moncrief should be the freshest dude ever next week. He has the freshest sneakers, all that. He should be in street clothes <laughs> all the rest of the season. Nobody should pick him up. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. It's little stuff like that has plagued the Steelers for the last two to three years. It's not talent. I don't even think it's very much scheme. A lot of sometimes, you, you know, obviously the Russell Wilson thing and the spy, but it's dumb mistakes. Little mistakes that add up over a game that loses it. Now we don't have our franchise quarterback. We're relying on a rookie quarterback, essentially. This is the second second season. Um, Connor is probably somewhat <laughs> somewhat banged up. They say he's fine, but yeah. yeah. Let's give Benny Snell some touches, shall we? And I wrote his name down because he had the biggest rush play of the game. <clears throat> It was a third and one. He took it off the left guard. Made a guy miss. Made a guy miss. Scampered for 24, 25 yards. It's like, damn, that's the first sign of life we had the whole game. He didn't never get another sniff of the ball, though. Right. They put in Jalen Samuels, which I like Jalen, though. I'm almost on the, the, the side of saying Jalen Samuels better fits this offense than Connor does. Mm-hmm. He has more wiggle. He catches better. Though Connor is very good at catching, but in space, Jalen Samuels is way better than Connor. Yeah. And we need that because defenses now are loading the box on us because they don't have faith in our passing game. That's even with Ben. They're not trusting that. No, they're not believing Juju is number one. And the rest of our guys, oh my gosh. Switzer, there was a comment uh, over the summer. 
Ben uh, sent a tweet to Switzer. He was looking at Julian Edelman and Brady. He said, why can't we be that? Right. And if you watch the games, Ben is eyeing Switzer so hard. It's ridiculous. I think he's trying to prove a point that he can be that. And I, like I said, I haven't seen the all 22 uh, footage, but the guys that I listen to say that is very much the case. He is trying to eye him down a lot, and he is nowhere near as good <laughs> as Edelman. Yeah. Only thing they have in common is that they're white. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's yeah. it. So it's just, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Now I don't really have to worry about... Uh, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? I don't have to worry Playoffs? about that no more. <laughs> I just hope we can win a game. Just trying to win a game. <laughs> is this really that's all it is? I'm kind of seeing what our future holds. Juju, I believe he actually is the number one uh, wide receiver. He definitely has some maturing to do out there. He's never seen as much double coverage as he's going to get now. Mm-hmm. But you eventually warm up to that idea and you figure it out. He's a baller. He was number 47 on the top 100. He wasn't there for no reason. Uh, I think we need another uh, receiver, obviously. A.B., that's a hard, that's a hard, hard hole to fill. It is. But we'll see. Mason, you looked good in your first appearance. We'll see how that goes for the rest of the season. Now people know it's you back there. We're going to see. They're going to bring all the pressure on you. Coordinators, you got to do something. You got you to figure it out. I don't know. But I'm not sad, though. I really am not. Obviously, you know, being a Steelers fan, all we think is Super Bowls. That's all we think of. But rarely do we have a chance to actually kind of relax, <laughs> to be honest. Just relax and be like, okay, all right, I could just actually watch the game, kind of analyze it from a different perspective and see what our future holds. Could be all bad, though. It could, could be. be. And then you won't have that number one pick. Yeah. But the thing I was wondering, too, does Ben getting hurt in some way kind of protect uh, protect uh, Tomlin's, Tomlin's job? job? Because if, let's say, let's say, I mean, Rosberg wasn't doing anything. So let's say he doesn't get hurt and they lose this game anyways. Okay, so you're 0-2, your quarterback's healthy. Are you looking at a situation where if this continues throughout the year and you maybe win, like you said, five games? Are we getting close to a point where Tomlin should start worrying about a job? I mean, he has been there for a really long time. You know, they don't like to change coaches, but it, since he has been there for such a long time, I would say at this point, maybe they would be considering. I mean, you have to at least start looking around, I think, and just thinking, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, he's starting to look better with how he handled the whole Antonio Brown and seeing how big of a distraction he has been since he left Pittsburgh. I actually think it makes Tomlin look better for how he was able to handle and keep all those egos in check and whatever. Um, But is he tied to Roethlisberger? So, I mean, you have to start looking forward and thinking, well, if Roethlisberger, I mean, obviously they're assuming he's going to be able to go, but he signed a three-year extension. He wants to figure out, you know, finish out his contract. When you're moving on from Roethlisberger, are you going to be moving on to a different coach anyways? Is, are they tied together? I think we're going to start getting some questions here about the Steelers moving forward. So, uh, I don't, you probably weren't on Twitter yesterday and saw the, the video post I put up. <laughs> but I, I rambled on for a minute, probably at least 10, 15 minutes, 
talking about this. Um, people go crazy on Tomlin. His uh, press conference uh, after the game Sunday, people were dogging him. Like, oh, he's doo-doo. Oh, here we go. This guy is a joke. Okay. You can say all that because he is the head coach of a team that fucks up a lot. But at the same time, he has never put a helmet on. Right. The mistakes that the team has done is nothing to do with coaching. These all are professional players. I could see if it was always scheme-based or always bad play calls or stuff like that. We're talking about throwing interceptions by your franchise quarterback in the end zone. Fumbles on the one. We were talking going back to last year. Cat, people who can't catch. Yeah, you can't you, go catch the ball for them. Yeah, it's like, come on. You can't blame him for those type of things. You can't. And obviously, no. we've seen what happened with, you know, A.B. and all the stuff. Apparently, anybody that came across A.B. has been dealing with. So, just to start hearing about that really last year, he's been a pretty amazing coach of managing all that bullshit. But being in that is, you know, things like this are always influenced by the public, public sentiment. Fire Tomlin, fire whoever the coaches are, whatever, whatever. You're tied to your franchise quarterback, of course. I I don't think Tomlin should be on the hot seat for anything, to be honest. It, it just it well, doesn't make now. any sense. It, does, it definitely <laughs> You're not. You're not going to be on the hot seat when you got your backup quarterback going. Definitely and that not kind of, you know. Yeah, definitely not now. And they always say he underachieved, underachieved with the killer bees. You got to remember that they only were on the field for probably less than a whole season, even in the three season they had him. Le'Veon was hurt. Or suspended. Many times or suspended. Even A.B. got hurt uh, once or twice. I mean, short stints, maybe one or two games. Ben got hurt. You know that's his, his M.O. He gets hurt all the freaking time. Right. So you can't really say... He mismanaged the, the killer bees that much. And if he did, it was more Ben of anybody. He's captain mistake at the critical moment of a game. So right. none of that's coaching. It's just not. I Go in that locker room, I guarantee you, every single player in that locker room likes Tomlin. Sure. Every single one of them. So I, I don't really know. I'm sure they're going to talk about him being on the hot seat. Everybody is. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I hope they don't fire him. If you're going to fire somebody, start touching these uh, coordinators. Sure. That's who you need to touch. Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch it going we'll forward. I, I mean, yeah, you are now kind of in a position where it's kind of like the Bears when, uh, you know, I had expectations for them last year, but I guess in the year with Fox, uh, when Trubisky's first year. Because then you're just looking to see what's this guy, what this guy can do. You're looking, you know, you're just looking to see improvement. Looking, to, you can analyze a little different because the expectations mm-hmm. aren't there. I mean, in all reality, especially with the way Baltimore is getting off to the start, yeah. we're probably not looking at Steelers making the playoffs. No, no, you know. So I'll, I'll say you know, this though: if the Steelers manage to be seven and nine, in between seven and nine and nine to seven, excuse me. It's a total redemption year for Tom. People can't say anything bad about him. Without that quarterback, you do it with a rookie. Well, and the flip side of that is too, let's say you figure out a way to win nine games and go nine and seven. Now you. Are you looking at uh, Rudolph going, well, do we want Roethlisberger to come back? 
Cowboys. Two things are gonna happen. <laughs> they're not gonna deny Roethlisberger coming back ever. They're, it's just they're not gonna do it. But now you have a extremely valuable commodity on your hand in Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but Roethlisberger's yeah. so old. Yeah, you yeah, might yeah. need that on your team. You I, should. I, you it, should keep them. They're gonna be in a weird. You there's some. Keep them. There's some scenarios that could play out that it's can make this very interesting for the Steelers. Yeah, this season has turned out to be a totally different storyline than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of them picking up from here. I'm very interested in seeing what this, uh, this Fitzpatrick does to our defense, though. Because yeah. our safeties are very leaky. Missed tackles, all that shit. So if you can sew that up a little bit, bring back that Ryan Clark look, yeah. I like that. Well, and this is the interesting thing to me from this first two weeks of the season in general is just how week to week it really is. Because you start looking down the schedule, and like I was talking about earlier with the Bears and Breeze, you know, because we play the Saints, and you start looking at your schedule at what should be the toughest games. That's only what they look like now. When I was going through the schedule, I wasn't thinking that Breeze wasn't going to be playing against the Bears. I mean, I had the Bears winning that game anyways. Right. But... You know, not to say that it's an easy game, still a quality team, but you know, you just never know what these teams are gonna look like when they show up that week on your schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, six weeks out, they look like a completely different game. So it's just interesting to watch week to week, what are we looking at? What do the teams look like? Who's still healthy? You know, who's who's demanding trades? You know, who you know, let's say Jalen Ramsey gets added to the Seahawks. Let's say they trade for him. Now they've added Clowney and Ramsey. Seahawks might be looking nice. Legion trying to come back. You're right. So you just, I mean, you just don't know how things are going to shape up. And it's fun to watch week to week how it, how it does start to shape up. The league is so, a, like an amoeba. It just takes all different yeah. types of shapes and forms at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, all the Steelers fans out there, don't be too sad. First of all, we lost to two good teams. Right. It's not like we lost to any bottom feeders right now. You know. Obviously, we wanted to at least win one of those, but yeah, the Patriots nice. <laughs> and the Seahawks, shit. Most experts picked us to lose both of those games anyway, so dry your eyes. You'll be all right. Yep. All right, man. I think that's about it, man. Yeah. I think we probably went a little too long. Yep. That's how it goes. It though. always happens. <laughs> always happens. Well, some big storylines that we didn't expect to have to talk about, so... Yeah. Um, you know, next show, we'll kind of break down the, the week's, uh, next week's games, um, kind of go through those and obviously focus on our games, uh, get into all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be looking forward to that, but some big things happen in the league. All right. Bears 1-1, Steelers 0-2. Yeah. Not how we drew it up. Definitely not. But that's where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, like always, please. Follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe. And, uh, regular Steven, what do the balls say? You know the balls. They don't lie. Nah. Neither do I. For sure. Neither does this guy. You better know that. I'll holla at y'all. Later, bitch. <laughs>